There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. The National Symphony Orchestra performs The Princess Bride live in concert at Wolf Trap this week. I spoke with director Rob Reiner in 2017 when he came to D.C. to promote LBJ, as well as a rapid-fire run through his prolific filmography from Stand By Me to When Harry Met Sally to A Few Good Men. We're here with the one and only... Rob Reiner director of LBJ. Uh, thanks so much for talking with us. Forgive a little of the clanking of dishes in the background. It's, we did that on purpose. It's, and I'll have what she's having, kind of a yes. setting. So. Yeah, we did it. It's, it's, it's Walla. It's movie Walla. Walla, Walla, Walla. Yeah, there's an insider term for you. All right. Well, I wanted to talk about your choice to um, focus mostly on the Civil Rights Bill, because let's face it, that's his greatest uh, domestic achievement. My favorite line of the movie, and they say, um, you know, how many administrations have been trying to get this thing passed, and, um, but this time they're not fighting uh, one president, they're fighting two. Right. And let me get the quote right. Never underestimate the intensity of a martyr's cause, that's Kennedy, or the size of a Texan's balls, that's LBJ. Right. So um, just talk to that idea of how, you know, um, historically they were situated against this uphill battle that people have tried to pass before with the civil rights, and now the fact that they're, they have these two presidents, one dead, one living, that can finally get this over the finish line. Right, and I think for Johnson, um, he was the consummate legislator, and he knew when to move on a piece of legislation. He would never put anything on the floor of the Congress with, unless he knew he had the votes. And up until that point, he knew he didn't. And he was actually fighting the Kennedy administration who wanted to get it passed. And he said, if you put it on the floor, it will never become law. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, a horrible tragedy occurs and he understands the, the power of that and can get it done. And he knew also that he was going to be spending an enormous amount of political capital to do it because... He was going to lose the Southern Democrats, and he said very famously, the South is going to be gone to the Democrats for a generation. Turned out it was many more generations than that. So it was risky even when he decided to do it, but he was able to push it through. Absolutely. And speaking of JFK, um, talk about your, your decision, I thought it was a smart one, to, to sort of intercut the, the horrific days of Dallas. Instead of doing it, you know, chronologically like maybe a TV movie would do or something, um, how, how it's more dynamic to kind of intercut that flashing forward and back. Well, the, the main uh, goal was to be able to convey who Johnson really was. Everybody has this image of uh, Lyndon Johnson as this kind of bull in the china shop, arm-twisting, you know, tough guy who barked out orders. But he also had a very sensitive side. He was very insecure, and he was, in, uh, he was paralyzed at times in, in terms of making decisions. And so we wanted to show all of that, and the best way to show that was the 
the, the incredible pressure that was on him to have to assume the presidency in that moment in time. And especially when you had a president who was beloved, and Johnson never felt that he could live up to the Kennedys, never felt he would be loved like the Kennedys, and so we wanted to show that moment and uh, to explore who Johnson really was. It's perfect, because it, it totally, I mean, yeah, it gives us viewers a hook from those tragic memories, but, but it, like you're saying, for his character arc, that's such, that really feeds into his own insecurity the whole time, so I thought it was great. Why, why would he? Was, was he always the, the first choice? Yes, he was, and a lot of people, when they hear this, they go, Woody Harrelson? <laughs> LBJ. Wait till you see it, guys. It yes. works. Yes, yeah. and that's what exactly what I say to them. I say, wait till you see it. First of all, I wanted somebody from Texas. But more than that, I wanted somebody, because we were going to try to create a full three-dimensional picture of LBJ, I wanted somebody who could uh, 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 represent his humanity, his sense of humor, his sensitivity, all of that, and the strength that he had. So Woody was the perfect guy. He's a brilliant actor, and... Way Lucy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, so, uh, it kind of ties off of what you were saying or piggybacks off that, but um, it, it, you got, you got, it's not some boring political drama. It is hilarious at times. I mean, it's, you, guys are, you guys are really going to be in for a treat. Um, talk about how you sort of captured that side of him with, you know, talking to his aides through the bathroom door open, you know, sort of some of the more brash elements. Is that, is that, is Woody, is that why you went with Woody? Because he could kind of pull off that, but also yeah. the serious moments? Yes, Woody has a great sense of humor, and Lyndon Johnson had a great sense of humor. Lyndon Johnson was larger than life. He did crazy things like conducting uh, meetings while he was in the in the toilet and close uh, the door. Close the <laughs> <Bad> door. <idea. laughs> yeah, yeah. So he had all of that, and uh, you know, uh, there's many recordings of you know we have the scene where he's ordering his his pants from his tailor uh, from you know from his office, and uh, it's uh, it's all true. These are, these are actual things that. That Johnson, and he was, he was, uh, you know, crass, as they say. Yeah. Talk about his relationship with uh, Lady Bird, um, which, not to be confused with the new Greta Gerwig movie. Nice, nice uh, cross promotion you got going on yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, um, j- just talk about how how she was sort of sort of the rock, and and. Uh, there's there's some really poignant scenes where she's the one saying, you know, like it's uh, what does she say? She related that when when he asked her to marry her, you had to have asked her. I would have never done it. Right. And how that relates into him taking the lead to run for president. She was a strength for him, and we showed this uh, film at the LBJ Library, and Lucy Baines was there. And after we finished, she I asked her, what did you think? I was so nervous, and she said. The man I saw on the screen tonight was the man I knew. And she said, you also captured the relationship with my mother and father because Lady Bird was a source of tremendous strength for uh, Lyndon. He was frightened, uh, and many times he at times didn't feel his mother loved him. Uh, It was a conditional kind of love, only if he was doing the right thing. And so he was filled with doubts, and she... Uh, you know, gave him, helped him find his spine and was able to uh, then he, you know, made the decisions he made. Once he was kicked into gear, he was off to the races. But uh, many times he was paralyzed by, by his fear. Talk about his sort of rivalry with, with Bobby Kennedy. Because that, that was, I mean, that's baked in the cake. Once JFK is killed, that's baked in the cake. There, you know, he's got his eye on the presidency, too, and probably would have got it, too, if he wasn't killed as well. But talk about how, um, how those two sort of, um, you know, butted heads throughout the administration. They, they never got along. 
uh, Bobby Kennedy and LBJ never got along. They didn't like each other. Uh, they came from different worlds, and uh, Bobby, it's no secret, uh, didn't want LBJ on the ticket with, uh, with JFK. And it was uh, JFK and the father, Joe Kennedy, who uh, didn't even tell Bobby because they knew he would be furious about it. And you say that in the movie, too. Yeah, we do say that in the movie. And so, uh, yeah, he was an, an antagonist. I mean, uh, all the great things that Bobby Kennedy was, when he related to LBJ, he, he was, they were enemies. Absolutely. Um, related <laughs> to today's leadership, we both know where we're going with this. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, the other thing about LBJ is that he was steeped in government policy and politics. And you have to have an understanding of those three things and the intersection of those three things in order to move an agenda forward. He understood that in his bones. We have a president now who not only doesn't understand any of those things, but has no interest in wanting to understand any of those things. And so as divided as we have been, we are, in, you know, uh, if not more divided now, with a leader who doesn't have a clue as to how to you even begin to unite us. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's the, they're giving me the go-home pretty soon. So um, whenever we have some famous filmmakers like yourself in town, uh, I want to spend the most of the interview talking about this. But in the end, I try to wrap up with a little rapid fire on your filmography, if you don't mind. Okay. Okay. And it can be one word or a couple phrase or something I'll like that. I'll do my best. All right. All in the family. All in the family. Great experience. Uh, was like getting a master's degree in show business for me. <laughs> Bunker you. Yeah. Uh, um, this is Spinal Tap. Uh, there's a fine line between stupid and clever. And 11. Uh, stand by me. Stand by me. Uh, from a, an emo a, a personal standpoint, probably the most important film for me. Love it. Great movie. Um, I'm going chronologically in my head. Princess Bride. Uh, uh, inconceivable. How, <laughs> how, how well that film has uh, survived the ages. I've heard you've excused yourself when Billy Crystal was doing the medieval Yiddish. That's great. Yes, I, 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 I ruined a few takes, actually. <laughs> um, one of my rom favorite romantic comedies of all time, When Harry Met Sally. Yes, can women and men be friends? That was the question we asked. I still don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I love it. And your mom is in the diner scene, right? Yes, I'll have what she's having. My mother says that, the funniest line of any movie I've made. And if you go to Katz's Deli, where we shot, you can sit at the table. Ooh, misery. Misery. Um, uh, the, they, the, they didn't, he didn't get out of the cock a car. That was... <laughs> <laughs> that was what she, she said. I'm going to put on all my Liberace records. <laughs> she was so excited. Oh, the hobbling still gets me. Um, a few good men. A few good men. Uh, you know, of course, you can't handle the truth. But uh, also uh, the great experience of working with uh, Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise and a great cast and uh, Aaron Sorkin, brilliant writer. And speaking of Sorkin, let's just wrap it up here. Um, American president. I'm Andrew Shepard, and I am the president. <laughs> and right now, Mr. Reiner, you are near DuPont Circle, still circling. Yeah, you can't get off of DuPont Circle. <laughs> well, thanks so much for, for joining us. Um, everybody, again, check out LBJ. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.